It has been a long 128 days, guys. That's how long it's been since DC United last played a game. They got three points in epic fashion back in March, but I don't even know where to start today. I'm so excited to be back here uh, live here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And <laughs> all I can do is laugh, right? How are we? Yeah. It's insane. It is truly insane. Like, I don't even think I have words for what just happened. Oh, my goodness. I cannot remember the last time I was this excited over one point. But to watch those last 10 minutes and have that kind of a response from the team, I, I think everybody and their mother counted this team out, and they came through and have a point well to show for it, and let's go yeah i mean we certainly did the mood in here was was very dire and you know rightfully so like to be down two goals at half and also a man down um it it really looked like we were just gonna have to fight this one out and figure it out for the second game and my mind is like blown i'm shaking i cannot believe that we came back and scored those two goals yeah it it's a good thing that we don't do this show live during the game because <laughs> It was bad in here. I think we were we started setting up the show very differently than normal, right? We were setting up during the second half. We had kind of a long eye on the screen. Super excited to see uh, our good friend of the show, Kevin Paredes, get some quality minutes today. Yep. You know, that was one of the things really to watch. And, and just out of nowhere, this team came back. There's there's so much we have to talk about here. Um, I, I guess let's start, you know, from the very top. It was a goal in the 12th minute uh, back in Olaf for Toronto. And, I, you know, I think you guys had a little bit of mixed emotions on that. To me, it was a great goal. I, I, could the defending, I think, have been better? You know, absolutely. But we saw not long before that some of the highlights from some of the other goals that were scored in this tournament. And, and I think I said to you guys live, like, well, I'm glad we didn't give up the crap goal. Right? <laughs> I mean, that was it was a bit of a rocket. What were you guys' thoughts, you know, down 1-0 in the 12th minute? Yeah, you know, to see Akinola come through with that kind of a strike, you know, he made it happen. He created the space. You know, I for me, I would like the defenders to close it down more. But frankly, if you can create that kind of space at the top of the 18 and get a shot off, uh, especially a shot as amazing as that, it was certainly frustrating because I really did feel like the first 10 minutes, DC was creating some opportunities going forward, playing lots of long balls, really trying to stretch the field and get creative. But to have that goal happen and happen the way it did, uh, it definitely changed the tenor of the game. Yeah, I mean, I think that you guys are definitely talking about it, knowing that we have a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> because, yeah, I think DC United started off the game a lot stronger than I thought that they were going to. You know, we looked really good. There were some passes that were a little off, um, but I thought we looked really good. And then, you know, James Lambert made a good point that that turnover happened from a Bill Hamid free kick or a Bill Hamid goal kick. You know, he turned it right over in the midfield. They came right back down our throats. I think the DC the defenders did not step to the ball that way it should, but also it kind of looked like Bill started to go for the save and then looked like he might have thought that it was going wide and kind of stopped going to make the save. I don't know. He didn't put in the effort that I would would have wanted to see from him. The defenders did not put in the effort that they needed to put in to block that goal. Um, and I was severely disappointed that it happened. And then in classic DC United fashion, you know, we couldn't really pick ourselves up after that goal and a second one end up, ends up happening. Yeah. And I think that, you know, we coming into this game, we looked at it and said that, hey, you know, DC is a defensive first team. You know, they're going to have that well drilled, and that's going to show up. And I think that 
that may have actually come back to bite them where, you know, a little bit of that Christmas knowing where people are going to be having a better feel for what's going on. Uh, I, I do think that that contributed to the goal. I, I don't put it on Bill. I don't think that he would have reached it even had he you know started leaping immediately. Uh, I, I do put it more on the defenders. But all credit to the Toronto forward for you know, making that happen. And, it was a good And changing goal. the game. Yeah. It was. And it, I, I think we all can kind of agree that right now, at least with the way that this team's set up, and, and it's only three games even though it's been several months, right? They're, they're not – set up to possess the ball and attack persistently for an entire game. And, and when you give up that early goal, um, you know, I think Michael Black made a joke early in the game, like, well, you know, we made it past the 10-minute mark without conceding. And then, of course, lo and behold, two minutes later, we, we give up. <laughs> and it, it changes the entire complexion of the game. And, yeah. and we, we kind of remarked here, it's like, they're all getting run over in the midfield. I mean, after that goal went in, DC United couldn't possess. When they did, you know, they went down one of the flanks. They, they uh, It was a hopeful cross in. I mean, Kamara... I, I think by halftime would have been frustrated with himself. They didn't have two goals, but they were two tough opportunities he had. And with the midf- midfield getting run over, um, you had Junior Moreno pick up uh, a yellow card in the 18th minute, which we were all like, wow, that's a stupid foul. And So and ridiculous. It, it wasn't his only stupid foul uh, of the day, but we'll, we'll get to that shortly. Um, 44th minute just before stoppage time, um, Akinola scores again for Toronto. Um, and, and at that point, you know, we're pretty much thinking that, that the game's over. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what what Fred was doing. I mean, he just I don't know had a had a little mental lapse. You know, he thought he had the ball. I think the pressure came faster than he thought. He kind of like went to grab the player, so he was almost like red card. Like if he'd gotten that foul down, I think that's a red card for him because that would have definitely been denying an obvious goal scoring opportunity. Um, and they end up putting another one away, and it was just so frustrating because again, you just kind of see the team deflate. And I mean, you're right. At that point, we were like. Well, this is a bummer, and like the worst had not yet happened. <laughs> yeah, and this is a, a situation like you were saying, Samuel. We can look at it a lot more positively, coming off a point, knowing how the final result comes out. But to have a goal like that, uh, Fred gets beat. It, it's a tough move. It's you know, the player. You know, the, again, cr- credit to Toronto for creating the opportunity and the Kindle being there, ready to to put it in. Again, nothing Bill can do on uh, a break like that. Uh, it's just it's just an error and that came back to bite us you know going down 2-0 in that kind of situation in this kind of heat against a team of the quality of Toronto you really did think that things were down and out yeah and it was it was just before uh just before the final was on the first half um great opportunity for Kamara again um couldn't quite get it done and then what happened with Moreno getting his second yellow? And, and I think a lot of us thought it was really his third yellow. So he was fortunate. It was to his still third or fourth or fifth yellow. Yeah. And I mean, I made it, I actually tweeted out, I made the comment that, you know, Bill or um, Ben should have subbed him out in the first half, which is very unlike Ben. And I know John, you were like, no, nah, I would have waited till halftime, but I mean, he made several other tackles, like probably during one of those hydration ba- breaks, Ben or the coaching staff was like, Hey, junior, like take it down. Like take a deep breath it's going to be okay like stop going in so hard but then he continued going in so hard so I don't think it could have waited until yeah. halftime I think he needed to be pulled off prior to halftime because he he wasn't calming down I don't know and he's not usually a dirty player like that so I don't know like what got in his mindset today what was going through his head but you know it was really unfortunate to see but not at all surprising and the, and the tackles were hard tackles I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he was a full-on dirty player for the play today but it was you're right, you're right. it was certainly uh, he was going in knowing there's going to be contact 
he was playing like he didn't have a yellow card. And that's something that in a situation like this where you know, you, you're already a little bit thin on your roster, you really can't be playing games once you have a yellow. He, he dodged an opportunity to get sent off uh, a few minutes earlier, and then the tackle basically going through the body – he had to know as soon as he made that contact that a yellow card was going to be coming out and he was going to be spending second yeah. half you know, from the locker room. Yeah, which makes that first yellow card all the more silly because, again, it's 18 minutes in. It was like pretty far from the box. Like There was no reason to be committing a tackle like that that early in the game in the situation we were in. And things happen. You know, He gets sent off. We're down a man going into the half, down two goals, and you know we were all pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. We're live here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast uh, presented by Heineken. If you're just joining us, uh, John Lee, Sam Kastner, Michael Black breaking down the game here. We're still in the first half, but we've got a lot of exciting things to talk about. We want to hear your thoughts as well. Um, we're, we're obviously down uh, a man today, as, as many of you watching from home are probably streaming on your side computer at work or trying <laughs> to work from home. Joshua couldn't join us today uh, because of a work situation. So the best, best way to get in touch with us is to tweet us using the hashtag Tried and True dcu and when we come back to you know what what happened with moreno look we were frustrated down to nail here in the room i I think moreno was probably already frustrated he wasn't playing terribly well he's already on a yellow frustration boiled over but you know sam we talked about it and i i think i I think you're probably exactly right you know ben probably talked to him during one of the two hydration breaks we had in the first half and was like dude get it together (laughs) uh and, and he didn't and and you know i think hindsight being 2020 probably should have taken moreno off earlier i i think ben probably gave him more credit than he probably deserved today and, and left him out there. But I got to believe the intent was probably to bring him on or sorry, bring him off at halftime and bring out Fisher, which ended up happening uh, during the halftime break. Fisher came on for Kamara. And I think it was at that moment where the three of us looked at each other and we're like, well, that's it. <laughs> this one's over and we're going to yeah. bring on Kevin Parade soon, get him some quality minutes and we'll get the young guys in and, and, and pack it up and try again. And yeah, cause Segura yeah. ended up moving up top, which I mean, yeah, I, I still don't understand. I mean, obviously, it ended up working out. We got the point. I still don't really understand what the thought process of taking Kamara out is. Um, hey. and, I mean, unless you're just kind of – because I don't know that there's a reason to park the bus at that point. You're already down two goals. You're down a man. Like, you might as well have some of your attacking, even if you're going to sit back a little more. You know, you want your natural forward on the field. So I, I still don't know. You know, and a little later in the show, we're going to be trying to go live to Ben Olsen's post-game press conference. So hopefully we'll get some thoughts from him on – how he did it because you know as we saw by the end of the game the subs really did come through and got the result so it's you know very easy to look back and say oh well what were you thinking but at the end of the day we we did get that point uh i think everyone kind of when you saw our really only true forward on the roster coming off at halftime thinking hey you know maybe we're just trying to you know sit in you know again this is a regular season game it adds to the standings you don't want to you know ship five or six goals against you but uh <laughs> thank goodness it didn't go that way and yeah i mean then you see the subs um Gressel and flores end up coming off and a Assad and Paredes come on and you know we're like all right let's let's see the young kid get some minutes he came on with a, you know really great energy obviously we've had him on the show big fans we really want to see him go far so it was good to see him um, he did have you know a little half chance he was sent um, down the wing uh, Toronto's keeper came out looked like he could almost get there and potentially get around him and chip it so you know that was fun to see you yeah, know try, sure. trying to pull those like good moments out of the game at that point um, but it was good to see that. One of the things that I think the three of us missed while we were 
setting up the show and mostly griping about the first half. Um, Chris Duyachim did come on for Joseph Moore in the 69th minute. So um, not only did Ben Olsen use three subs, he actually used all five today. So full credit to Benny for getting uh, the, the team out there. We, we missed that. We were thinking, you know, late in the game when we needed to kill off a little bit of time, um, we could potentially use another sub, but, but that we did not have the fifth sub available at that point. But um, the one, one more negative we have to talk about before we get into the absolute insanity of the last five minutes yeah. of this game um Felipe should have been sent off he absolutely should have minute. been sent off yeah you know Felipe comes in a hard tackle uh, from Stands the up. from the replay you know he's coming in with the studs to the other players cleat ankle it, he's been playing the man he got a yellow card in the game I, I I was marking when it happened that probably what VAR said was hey you know the referee saw it and he decided it was a yellow card it was not a clear and obvious error that you know the referee saw what happened and, and chose not to uh, go ahead and recommend a red card i don't know for, for me i very much expected to be down to nine men to finish off what at, to that point had been a fairly disappointing uh, morning for us yeah i totally agree i mean i'm i'm glad as a dc united fan that he didn't get sent off because i don't know if the end of the game would have gone like that but just as you know i don't think he can be you know, going in in tackles like that. It was studs up, you know, and the announcers were also shocked. Um, you know, they were saying, you know, any higher up and that's potentially, you know, broken leg, um, which you, you definitely don't want to see um, for the other team, no matter how sad you are about how your team's playing on the field. Um, and particularly for a player like Felipe, you know, we know he's got a long track record of putting in hard tackles and, you know, being most people's least favorite player and I, I count myself among that for a long time uh since he's come to dc united he's done everything right he's been engaging with fans he's i've been very impressed with what he's done but it's still hard to get over some of the his past tackles and again referees know these things yeah you know, this is not the first time that our referee today has seen felipe come in with a hard tackle uh you know, you, you want to see it refereed consistently all the way through i Again, I'm shocked that he was able to finish out the game, but hey, that that's that's how it worked, and it worked out in our favor. Yeah, I mean, that was maybe the last real negative of the game for D- for DC United, because um, you you move forward a little. Yeah, it's bit, enough of that. <laughs> I think to the 80th <laughs> minute, right? I just want to get into it. We needed to get the. It was the 84th. 84th minute. minute. Okay. And, you know, I'm watching the replay here, and it's really hard to tell. Well, first of all. He- Iguain comes on. We he did. mentioned that yet. He does get subbed on, which we love to see. We've also had him on the show. He came on in the 80th minute. Yes, yeah. Um, and while he was on the show, you know, we were very excited to talk to him about this player-coach role, but he was very clear that he is still a player and he is still looking to make an impact on the field. And he... Um, if there was one thing he did not want to talk about, it was being a coach. Yes, and, absolutely. And that was so clear to us, right? Yes, so it was, you know, so we all got really happy to see him on the field. You know, he can bring that leadership, close out the game. And at that point, I think we were like, all right, if we can just get one goal, you know, if we can just even like a really good opportunity, we need a positive out of this game. We really need something to build off of going into the New England game. So if we can just get like one really solid opportunity, maybe sneak one in there, finish this out to one, we can regroup and figure it out. Yeah, 84th minute. And I, and I just found it here. Uh, we, we, we sent him all three of us sent him off, but it was Felipe with just a <laughs> brilliant through ball, yeah. an awesome run. Uh, by Pippa and and he just he chips the keeper with 
one of the better goals I've seen in, from the run of play for DC United in a long time. Yeah, I mean, that was it was straight experience, too. Like, the fact that he had the wherewithal to, you know, like, slow down and take that touch and to chip it, and he didn't chip it too high, you know, not too low so the keeper could still get it. That, that was absolutely a very experienced goal that he scored, and we just all went wild here. Oh, and we can you know, talk about his experience all day, but he's still got the legs. You know, oh, he, yeah. he had to run away from defenders, you know, clearly on side of the ball right. through. He yeah. got the break. 110 degrees, 400 percent humidity my man was booking he said you know this is my opportunity and he made it happen yeah and you know you saw him as the reaction afterwards was not oh yeah i scored he was in the net grabbing the ball running back up he was ready to go he knew that he had 15 minutes to impact this game and he did yeah and then you know going forward john's like i mean maybe we can get one more and i was like i don't I know man. you can't be selfish <laughs> as do i but i was like i don't think you can be selfish at this point but like holy moly yeah and, and it was it, it was happens. in stoppage yeah. time i think there were six minutes of added time because we had the two water breaks so yeah we had a little bit more stoppage time um than some of the other games have seen for the second half which definitely went itself in our favor yeah and if, and if my math is correct i believe this is dc united's 2020 leading scorer frederick Briant, <laughs> with a with a great header um to equalize it and, and we went nuts i i hope no one in the building here uh, was on a work call at the time because <laughs> we went wild yeah i mean that it, it was just amazing and you know it's it's not something that i think that we're used to seeing from dc united you know i think i mentioned that you know we we don't always know how to pick ourselves up after going down. We don't always know how to really push forward. And even in games when, you know, we we have the run of play and we have everything going against us, you know, sometimes teams will just get a little, like, counterattack and get a goal in on us and the whole team kind of deflates. Um, and, you know, this is almost DC United of old, seeing them just come back in the last seconds, you know, grabbing and call on and making sure that we have every opportunity to get that goal and I just I love seeing it I'm like almost okay if we're giving up those early goals if we're just going to continue fighting and we're going to continue believing and we're going to push forward and we're going to get a point out of a game that really seemed hopeless 45 minutes ago and you're completely right you know to talk about the goal itself you know a free kick coming in won by Steve Birnbaum one of our center backs <laughs> headed on to Frederick Briant the other center back <laughs> up front we've already pulled off our, tar- our target striker at halftime to have the our two center defenders get up front and do what we know they can do is get up and win balls it, it's exactly what you look for you know th- that header was yeah, amazing to see that get just beyond the keeper's reach and all of a sudden it's 2-2 and I don't think anyone really <laughs> saw that coming you know certainly the announcers didn't the players were overjoyed and uh, I think you saw a little bit of the frustration from Toronto coming off after the game but what a like you said what amazing way to gut it out and really count on the whole team to get production there yeah and, and one of the things I think we we really have to talk about now especially in that moment I mean MLS has built this as a World Cup-style tournament because it is, right? We're in, yeah. we're in groups. We're all in, in quarantine mode, right? And a, a game like that with that sort of momentum, they play again on Friday. I mean, it's massive. They, they took – they were down a man. They took a lot of their attacking products off, and they come back. You steal a point. The vibes have got to be just incredible in that yeah. locker room right now. I mean, talk about a fight, and, and now, you know, I, it's, it's uh, what, they're second in the group, third in the group? Second or third, yeah, we'll be tied because we'll have one point. I think, you know, just going back to the very end of the game, we'd be remiss not to talk about Bill Hamid's save. Mm. Um, I thought he gave himself a concussion on the post, you know, diving for that one. Yeah. Definitely kept us in the game. And, again, it's those little things that D.C. United, you know, not always 
having the mentality to really see the games out. You know, even sometimes we get that goal back and then the other team just shoves another one down our throats um, because we're kind of celebrating. So I really love to see the whole team kind of come around. You know, we're all screaming at the TV, like really excited. You know, I can only imagine the adrenaline after playing a whole game in that heat. It's your first game back in 127 days. Like the fact that, you know, the whole team was able to defend and Bill came out with that really amazing save, you know, it just, it sealed it for us because that would have been a heartbreak. It would have been like kind of deserved because of the whole game, but after, you know, from the 80th minute on, it would have felt like a heartbreak. So I'm glad that we were able to see it through. And you're right, like this momentum carrying us into the game against New England, like that's, it's going to be huge because, I mean, New England won their game. So, you know, we are going against someone who does have all their three points. So we really do need to get any type of result um, to be able to have a hope of going through the rest of the tournament. Well, we asked for your reactions uh, on Twitter using the hashtag tried and true DCU. And we're getting a lot of gifts, which, uh, <laughs> which, which means it was a fun game, at least. Um, Jay Somers has, has used one of my favorite gifts of, of Dwight Schrute, just arms up. Total excitement. Uh, <laughs> Stephen Hayne would like to know how this happened. <laughs> and uh, Arun tweets in and said, you know, he couldn't t- tune into the game because of work. Um, had a look at the goals, the handball denial by VAR. It, to sum it up, the game was salvaged by uh, by two Freds with just 10 men. And, uh, you know, not bad for first game since restart and, and some, some good vibes. Hoping all the players are safe from the virus. So yeah. we appreciate the interactions uh, using the hashtag tried and true. DCU. Yeah, we also have some comments on um, the YouTube, which is great. Uh, you know, we have James Graham uh, logging in. I don't know what time it is in England, so I don't know if you're happy, sad, whatever about this kickoff. It's almost we, happy hour in England. We love having you here. Right? All right, well, John and you here. <laughs> um, and then we had Team D say, like, what a great way to rescue one point, and I absolutely agree. You know, I don't remember the last time I was this happy over one point, and maybe that's because there hasn't been soccer in so long. Oh, absolutely. But... It, it feels like so much more than one point, yeah. especially in a setup like this where you've got a number of third place teams going through. Anytime you have an opportunity to not only get a point and keep another very good team in Toronto from taking a full three points, you've got to feel better about moving forward. Like you said, from the first half, we were very concerned about what this tournament was going to look like for DC United. But I think our reaction now is completely different. And I think the players in the, in the locker room are going to feel the same way. Like they know they can come through, even if it's only you know 10 minutes left in the game, they're going to have an opportunity because they keep working. It wasn't a yeah. question of Toronto, you know, getting super lax. It was, you know, two amazing plays. That's a good point. And, yeah. you know, DC United capitalized. And, and it's one of those things too. We've talked a lot on the show. I know Josh was not here today, but he'd probably be reminding us that he's still got, uh, he, he's still got Kamara scoring what, 20 <laughs> goals on the season. I think he said at one point we might see them all in Disney world. And, and I think that's, that's so important, right? Because this team has not figured out the attacking prowess yet. They haven't really put it together in the final third and they're yep. not scoring the, the great goals in the run of play aside from the, the one from Pepe Higuain today. But um, you're, you're absolutely right. You continue to fight. You get goals. Um, and, and we talked about it a little bit on one of our, I think on our preview show. This game, in on paper, was the most difficult game in the group. Yeah. And so if, if you guys would have told me coming into this, regardless of how the game goes and who we lose on cards and all that debacle, <laughs> getting a point out of this game, sign me up. I mean, it's it, New England and, and Montreal aren't going to be easy games at all. Uh, but this is a huge point, uh, and, and I think DC United have a, a clear way through to the knockout round after getting this point. And if you're if you're taking nothing from today, you've got one of your starters 
definitely going to be out at least one game on red card suspension, if not yeah. more, um, we would be in a lot worse of a spot. Yeah, and, and I th- we are getting a lot of comments coming in, too, um, just about the next two games that have we have coming up. You know, Josh saying that Montreal and New England, you know, will be easier opponents, not easy you know, I, I wouldn't go as far to say easy, but definitely easier than um, what we expected Toronto to be. Um, and James saying on our uh, Twitter feed that, you know, he expects that the Montreal game will be the easiest. So if we can, again, sneak another point um, out of New England, you know, get a win against Montreal. I mean, that would give us five points. But even, you know, if things don't go our way against New England, if we can get that win against Montreal, four points should be enough to see us through this group. Well, and we haven't talked much about it, but um, as everyone knows who's listening to this show, presumably uh, Nashville SC and FC Dallas have both been taken out of the tournament due to a number of positive coronavirus tests. So first of all, um, best wishes to those teams, those players. Hopefully they can get healthy very soon and get home safely. But what that means um, for DC United and really for all the remaining teams is that uh, we're no longer losing a third place berth to Group A. All of mm-hmm. the groups have four teams. So there's four third place teams that are going to go through here. And I, and I think that's just another boost here for the black and red. Um, we've got a lot more to talk about on the show. Uh, we got a couple cool surprises today. Uh, Michael Black alluded to one uh, a little bit earlier. We're going to go live to Ben Olsen's press conference here in just about 15 minutes or so whenever he's ready. But we are going to throw it to break right now because DC United's Claudia Pagan is going to join us live as well and break down life in the bubble. And uh, I don't know exactly where she was when this game was happening today, but we're certainly going to find out. I'm sure she's just as excited as all the players are. Uh, So we'll throw it to break, and we'll be right back here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes. Can't listen to us live on YouTube? Find Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, or Pocket Casts the morning after the match. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 90 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at TriedAndTrueDCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at TriedAndTrueDCU.
We are back here on Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken, and we're pleased to be joined live from deep inside the MLS bubble by DC United's Claudia Pagan. Claudia, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, how are you doing this morning? <laughs> Thank you guys for having me. Um, I'm good. I'm hot. I am sweating buckets right now. Um, this this Orlando Heat guys is no joke, and I've been hearing that you know this 9 a.m. game is the hardest out of the three times that MLS has, and I can confirm it is hot, hot, hot. You are sweating from the moment that you get off the bus. Um, but I, I'm feeling really good after that uh, that last minute draw from DC United. Yeah, so can you take us through a little bit of what your life was like today? I mean, I'm sure it's been utter craziness with this game being rescheduled not once but twice. Um, early morning wake-ups two days in a row. We, we saw you a little bit earlier on the pregame show, but did you get to watch the game from the stadium? Were you watching? What's your morning been like? Yeah, so let me just say I'm not a morning person, so waking up at <laughs> 5 a.m. two days in a row is <laughs> – it's a little hectic, but um, definitely worth it. So, um, so I got up this morning. You know, we had breakfast at the hotel, um, and then we headed out to the stadium. So I was there. So my role down here is a little on camera and off camera. Um, so I was able to film the entire game from the sidelines. Um, so you know, I was I was getting that view from from the camera, uh, but. Uh, capturing pregame, capturing game, capturing a little postgame, even was able to get in the locker room, get a get a couple shots of, you know, especially Felipe, who you guys know is such an emotional player. Um, <laughs> Felipe, um, just, just chanting in the locker room. Um, so, you know, it, it is a job, but it's very exciting to have seen this team come back, especially one man down and with the heat. Um, so, so that's been my day. It's been a little all over the place. You know, we're sprinting from, from side to side, trying to chug as much water as you can um, when you have a free second. So it's been hectic for sure. Yeah, sounds like it. Um, so, you know, obviously we know that we get the point um, and it's, it's great to hear that the team is really happy about it and they're really celebrating. Um, do you have any insight on what the atmosphere was like at halftime? You know, were people still gung-ho, ready to go? You know, did they think that they could come back and get this point were they a little bit distraught um do you have any insight on that yeah so I stayed back you know I was in the, I was in the locker room three game and post game for halftime I, I kind of stuck around on the field I didn't go into the locker room with the team so I'm not sure you know what Ben and the players said um but it looks like whatever was said worked and clicked <laughs> towards the end um I mean you could definitely see that they were frustrated when they were going into the locker room at half um, after conceding the first goal so early, but you could see them when they were coming into, when they came back out, um, starting the second half, you could see a little bit more energy in them, a little bit more revival. And especially, you know, I'm going to keep coming back to guys like Felipe and, and Fred and Steve who have that energy and who bring that leadership onto the field on and off the pitch, actually. Um, you know, they're getting the guys riled up. Come on, let's do this. We can keep going, keep pushing. We've got this. Um, so they definitely had that energy coming into the second half, and clearly it worked. Absolutely. You know, I've, we saw the result on the field. That that draw that feels more like a win is always an amazing thing. You know, this is a game that has been rescheduled several times. Originally supposed to happen Friday. Then it was supposed to happen yesterday morning, and we finally got to have a chance to witness it this morning. How did the team 
deal with uh, all of those changes. And, you know, it sounds like they had to lean a lot on the, those veteran leaderships to really come through and make, uh, get the point today. <laughs> they really did. So like yesterday, um, when Ben cuddled the guys up and we had the field to, to, to tell them the news about the game being rescheduled, you could see the visible frustration on their faces and a bit of disappointment. Um, but, but that kind of died down once we, we got later into the day, you know, the news settled in. And, um, you know, I saw, I saw Russ, Russell come out from the elevator this morning and um, heading down to the game. And he goes, you know, it, it's hard to get mentally ready two days in a row. Because, you, you, you know, you get yourself so mentally prepared. Um, so I'm putting on my mask, my mask back on. I'm about to, to head out uh, of this bus. So if you hear a little rustling, that's what's going on. <laughs> um, so, you know, Russell's saying it's a bit hard to, to get mentally prepared again, a second day in a row. Um, right after you spent an entire, you know, an entire day, an entire morning getting ready for all of this. Um, but they had a lot of energy. So pre-game, um, you know, those leadership voices that I talked about, they were, they were very vocal um, in the locker room. You know, as I said before, they were, um, you know, quarantining, let's go, we got this. Like, we didn't have yesterday, like, let's use, let's use that energy, let's use that that frustration that we had yesterday and let's put it into today's game we're live here on tried and true the dc united post game podcast presented by heineken with dc united's claudia pagan from deep inside the mls bubble uh at walt disney world and if you've got questions for claudia or reactions uh from today's game please tweet them at us using the hashtag tried and true dcu claudia one one additional question we had for you is, is hopefully a little bit more fun and hopefully something the team will be able to enjoy all day today since it's not even noon yet. Um, but what have the players been able to do, you know, kind of in their leisure time at, at Walt Disney World? I mean, obviously, amusement parks probably off limits, but there's a lot of <laughs> other activities for the players to do. What has that been like? Yeah, you're talking about amusement parks, man. I've got a straight view to the Tower of Terror from my window, and it's oh, just like, it's, just, it, 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 it's like teasing me right there. But, um, <laughs> but there's definitely a lot a lot to do here. You know, the, the players are being safe. They're taking precautions. Um, so every team here gets their own lounge room, and the lounge room has um, a gaming system so that they can play FIFA. It's got a ping pong table. Um and it's got some like some board games and stuff. So, you know, the guys do take advantage of it. They are they do spend some time in their rooms, obviously, you know, relaxing, recovering, all of that stuff. Um, but this is the first time I'm gonna say it, so I'm super excited that I am able to talk about this. Ping pong champion, let's talk about Pipa. I know he's yeah. here today. That man, that that man is good on the field and he ping pong champion. I've got like twenty straight minutes of footage of him just rolling through through wow. a couple players. You know, I'm, I won't I won't name the player. You know, I won't name the players. That footage I'm gonna keep hitting because he's, I'm gonna embarrass it. He's just this player is just rolling through all of them. So, you know, they're having fun, they're enjoying their time together and it's kind of like it's kind of like preseason part two where the guys are just able to to be together, to connect, to be around each other and form that relationship. And I, I keep saying this, but I'm just going to keep saying it all season long, that I absolutely really love this team that we have. Um, it's a mixture of ages, of guys from different backgrounds, different countries, um, you know, different different resumes and teams that they've played on. And I feel like they really click together. Like everyone's got each other's back. They're so fun to watch, and and they're so fun to talk to. We've had you know the great honor of having a number of them on the show, and uh, we got to give a shout out to our friend Kevin Paredes for his MLS <laughs> debut today. I missed that earlier that it was his first uh, MLS appearance for the Black and Red. And Claudia, is he still running the table in FIFA? Because from what we've heard and from what we've experienced firsthand, 
the kid's pretty good at FIFA. <laughs> oh my God. I was in there when he was giving Moses. Was it Moses? Yeah, he's giving Moses a beating on FIFA. <laughs> he, so, you know, you got FIFA the ping pong champion. You got Kevin tearing it up for FIFA. Like, it is true. I won't tell you, I won't tell you the score on a lot of those games. <laughs> that too is also embarrassing. But that man, he's just, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not even trying. I'm like, dude, you're up by like five or six. You want me to try? I'm like, yeah, can you try? He's, he's absolutely great and you know ben ben speaks very highly about about kevin on the field and it was super exciting to see him there today he had you know a big smile on his face after the game of course uh, when he was getting that his name called by ben on the side he you know he was he had that face on he was getting you know into the game but then afterwards it was just all smiles so so exciting uh it, yeah. it, it just what what a great game uh today for him to even have as a debut to come he came on down to nil um getting a massive point so it's it's uh it's super exciting all around um yes Claudia, any closing thoughts from your perspective or uh you know what what the rest of the team's day will look like today having done at 9 a.m what they're used to doing at like 8 or 9 p.m yeah, I think we're um, we're gonna have lunch soon. Um, the guys are gonna, you know, uh, recover in their rooms a little bit. I think they have a recovery session later today. But it's just chilling because, of course, it's that quick turnaround. The game is what Friday versus New New England. Mm-hmm. Um, so a pretty quick turnaround, honestly. You know, with the tea and humidity, I'm sure it's a lot harder for them to recover. Um, so just recovering today. Um, I don't know if there'll be ping pong and people, maybe later this week, but, uh, <laughs> but today really just recovering. Um, but definitely don't count this team out. Um, you know, that, that first half and beginning of the second half was a bit frustrating. I think it was taking them, you know, I mean, first, first game in four months, right? So mm-hmm. you, you kind of got to get that rhythm back. Yeah. Um, and the end of the game was just, they were piecing together. I've got great footage of just passes between all the players that I'm so excited to, to look at because the game got really exciting at the end. Um, obviously a big um, energy boost from people entering the game, which was his first game in a DC United uniform. So yeah. tell me how good he looks in black and red, right? <laughs> Much better than yellow. <laughs> right. A hundred percent agree. Awesome. Well, thank you so much uh, for taking the time, Claudia. Hopefully you get time to take a nap this afternoon. I know up, up early two days in a row in the, in the Florida heat is probably killing you, but um, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. Thank you. I'm definitely knocking out after this. So thank you guys for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for the time. Awesome. That's DC United's Claudia Pagan joining us here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Let's throw to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap things up, and hopefully we'll have uh, Coach Ben Olson's thoughts on the game uh, live right here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than two minutes can't listen to us live on youtube fine tried and true the dc united postgame podcast on apple podcasts spotify google podcasts stitcher youtube or pocket cast the morning after the match tried and true the dc united postgame podcast presented by heineken we'll be back in less than 90 seconds Hey, thanks for listening live. If you want to join the conversation, let us know what you think in real time using the chat on YouTube Live, on Twitter using the hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU, or text us at 202-892-6328.
Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 60 seconds. Let us know what you think between games on Twitter at hashtag TriedAndTrueDCU or email us at TriedAndTrueDCU at gmail.com. Tried and True, the DC United post-game podcast presented by Heineken. We'll be back in less than 30 seconds. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, go ahead and give us a follow on social media. You can find us on Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. Again, that's Instagram or Twitter at Tried and True DCU. We are back here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. We are just talking about press conference as it looks like Ben Olsen is getting ready to come on here. Uh, does that is that him in the in the seat right now? Uh, yeah, it looks like it, so we'll throw it over. All right, let's do that. Wanted to welcome you to the uh, post-match press conference following our, our come-from-behind draw after going down two goals and seeing a player sent off right before halftime. Um, as you can see, Fred's joined us. Uh, after Fred, we'll have Federico Higuain and, and Ben Olsen. For the protocol to ask questions, same as usual, please raise your hand. You should see the feature on the bottom of your Zoom screen to ask a question. Once I notice your hand being risen, we'll click on that, unmute you, and tell you you can speak, and you should be able to ask your question. Uh, Fred will answer those in order. We have each guy for about 10 minutes, um, and we'll try to get through as many questions as we can. Fred, before I open it up for questions for the group, just wanted to start with you. How do you feel after that result? Uh, I feel good, you know. Um, I feel pleased because we came back, but also disappointed with my uh, my mistake. But um, in the end, uh, we show a very good character, and uh, we are all uh, very happy with that. Awesome. All right, we'll open it up to questions. We'll start with Steve Goff from the Washington Post. Steve, you should be good to speak. Hey, Fred. Uh, congratulations on the comeback. Uh, describe describe that last sequence where you scored the equalizer. Uh, what you and Steve um, had communicated, maybe, and how it unfolded on the set piece. Yeah, it's something we we work on, and uh, you know, um, with Steve, we try to uh, to go Steve one side, me other side, and we switch on time and. Uh, uh, I think Steve is a very good uh, guy, you know, with the, the header. He's very, very strong with that. And uh, um, I knew he, he got the ball, so. You heard me? Okay, that's... Yeah. In the closet. Fred, this is Zach. It, it broke up a little bit. If you don't mind going back into your answer again, that'd be terrific. You hear me right now? Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I said, um, yeah, it's something we work on, you know, the set pieces with Steve. Uh, Steve go one side, I go to the other side, and we uh, we try to uh, 
to stretch the, the, the other team. And like I said, Stevie is a very good, uh, is a very good player with the, this head, a uh, very good header. So I was there for, for the second ball. But like I said, yeah, Stevie deserves it as well because, uh, yeah, he worked uh, hard and uh, he, he won this duel. Awesome. Thank you, Fred. Next question, we'll go to Pablo from The Athletic. Pablo, you should be good to speak. Hey, Fred. Uh, congrats on the comeback, and, and thanks for doing this. Um, I wonder if you could talk about, obviously, uh, you guys looked a little out of step in the first half. Um, the heat index, you know, kickoff was in the mid-90s, 93, 94 degrees. Um, conditions, obviously, are what they are. It's not ideal, but I, I wonder um, if you could describe a little bit what, it, what it's been like for you as a player and what the first half was like, um, just sort of being forced to play in the heat and the humidity in the early start. Yeah, you know, everything here is not ideal. Uh, this tournament is hard. Like I said before we start this tournament, it will be only about mentality. And today was like that. You know, uh, we were ready yesterday. Uh, we woke up at 5.30 yesterday. Uh, after that, we didn't know we, uh, when we, uh, we will play the game. And uh, in the end of the day, they say, yeah, you're going to play the game uh, tomorrow morning. So it's a turnover. We have to switch our mind. We have to be ready again for, for this game. It's very tough. To be honest, it's very tough. And um, we have to be uh, flexible like we did. But uh, like you, uh, you, you saw the first half, it was not very easy for, for us. Um, we start the game with the, the heavy legs. Uh, we try to switch our mind, be ready for this game. But it was not easy. To be honest, it was not easy at all. But um, yeah. Like I said, it's, it's only about mentality and uh, about character. And, um, and we show today we have a very good team, uh, especially uh, with, uh, with the character. We have a very good character in this team. Thank you, Fred. Next question, we'll go to Franco Panizo, Soccer Vibes. Franco, you should be good to speak right now. Thanks, guys. Uh, <clears throat> Frederick, um, obviously you guys Towards the end of the game, there's a lot of emotion. You guys uh, get the result. Um, what what happened so, uh, after the match, though, with, between the two teams? There was a big skirmish there, a lot, a lot of words between first, both sides. What happened after the game that you guys uh, came 60, together there? 70 minutes. Um, uh, you know, yeah, between Toronto and us right now, uh, because we were waiting for them uh, two times, uh, I think. Um, even we talk about uh, the safety of the player. Um, I think we deserve more, more respect and uh, we have the feeling that uh, they, didn't, they didn't respect us because we were ready two times and didn't show two times. So, yeah, um, you, before we start the game, it was like, uh, or you say in English, you know, the um, tension, we, they, they have a tension between them and us. And uh, in the end, they were frustrated because we came back. So. It's normal, it's normal, but you know, we are soccer players and after the game, when we went to, uh, to the local room, we talked a little bit, uh, um, it was, the situation was uh, calm and we talked a little bit with, uh, with them and it was much better. But we are human, you know, and uh, if something can happen, it's, it's possible. But uh, yeah, we deal with the situation and it was better after the game, you know, we talked a little bit and uh, everything's fine right now. Thank you, Fred. Just a reminder, if you have a question for him, to raise your hand. I don't see any coming in. Uh, we'll pause for just 10 seconds to see if anyone else has another question. Otherwise, Fred will let you go. So just hold on for just 10 seconds.
Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to go to Jason Anderson, Black and Red United. Jason, go ahead. Uh, Fred, I, my, my questions are to answer. I guess you've scored two, goal, uh, two goals in two straight games now. Uh, do you need to work on a celebration? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm lost. But, you know, I'm, I'm so happy for the team because when I score, um, we need it. You know, we, we came back and uh, because we were not in the good posture at this time, uh, the first game against Miami, uh, it was the, 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 the win goal uh, because, you know, it was 1-1. So it was very important for us. And this one was very important for us, but also for me because uh, I needed to you know for, for the rest of this tournament. And I was sad for the team with this mistake. And, uh, you know, the team didn't blame me uh, during the halftime. Uh, they pushed me. And uh, I think it's the very good mentality. We have to keep it for, for the rest of this tournament. We have to, to be a, a group uh, strong like we, uh, we did today. And, um, and we will be fine, you know. But, yeah, <laughs> I need to work on my celebration. You're right. <laughs> That's DC United's Frederick Briant uh, joining the media live here. And uh, we're all learning a little bit about this new world we live in with Zoom press conferences and stuff. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like Ben Olsen will actually be third in line. We're going to be joined here by Pippa Higuain any second. But guys, thoughts on uh, on what Fred had to say there? Yeah, I mean, I think um, I liked, I loved that last question about having a celebration. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Um, but yeah, it sounds like the, the team was really energized and um it just sounds like they have a really great energy after getting that one point, which is kind of what Claudia had said as well. Yeah, and you know, to hear him answer the question about some of the tension between the teams, you know, like we've talked about, this game got delayed several times. Uh, a lot of people just chomping at the bit, ready to get out there. You saw some of those tensions boil over afterwards. Unfortunately, you know, none of it came to to blows or anything like that. But you know, you could tell that both teams were invested and ready for this game to happen. And then to have it happen in such a dramatic fashion down the stretch, you know, these guys clearly care about this tournament. And Fred's reaction is, shows no different. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and for me, it's so exciting to see him get a goal. I mean, we joked earlier, he's, he's leading the team in scoring right now. And, <laughs> and, and our friend Jason Anderson from, from Black and Red asked about, you know, a, a potential celebration. But I think we all looked at each other a little bit uh, with our heads down when he, he played a key role in giving up, you know, one, one of the goals. And Which one of the things he we apologized saw, for. Oh, Sorry I, to cut you off. I know that's where I was going with it, right? It was really sweet. He did. He absolutely owned it. And, 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 uh, and you love to see that in a competitor, right? And, and there was a lot going, coming into this tournament, folks asking if we'd see Donovan Pines early and often, if, if somebody like Frederick Briant, who's in his mid thirties would struggle in, in the Florida heat. And we heard Claudia tell us, you know, before we went uh, to the press conference that this is just insanely hot right now. And so mm-hmm. for, for a guy like Fred to, to rebound from, uh, from, from a tough play early on in yeah. the game. Right. Um, he's a veteran you expect that um but he played the full 90 and and delivered the equalizer at the end and you just you love to see it yeah I think it was interesting just touching back on something he said about the tension between the two teams um because I don't think that's something you think about when you think about DC United Toronto um I don't think I think of that as a rivalry but I mean obviously there's a little bit of bad blood coming out off of last year and I guess that definitely like continued into this game what did you all make of that comment yeah, like I said, you know, these are teams that are competitors. I don't know of any personal animus between the folks, but you know, these guys came to play. And then, especially when you have situations like we talked about, lots of hard tackles coming from a couple of guys, that amps up the level of tension in the game. Uh, 
frankly, I understand if Bradley is upset that uh, Felipe didn't get sent off. We thought he might have been able to, and yeah. it turned out to work in DC United's favor. That's the way the game goes, and you know, I'm also, like I said, glad to see that you know they didn't go any further than uh, just sharing words afterwards. But you know, it's again very clear these guys care about this game. They're here to compete. You know, and that's kind of what we expected. Well, and I think from my perspective, you know, on the Toronto side, you do have to wonder if if some of that was a little bit of just the general frustration about everything they've been through in the past week. I mean, they yeah. had false starts trying to get down to Orlando. I don't think a lot of their players really wanted to do this to begin with. They get there yesterday morning. They had the game scheduled, called off at the last second. They didn't even get on the bus, which is something we didn't even really have a chance to talk about on the show today, which I expected to spend a lot more time on uh, (laughs) until we had the last 10 minutes of that game. But I I think a lot of the emotion, at least in my mind, coming from Toronto is largely due to just everything that they've been through in the last week. I mean, DC United, as the, the, the broadcaster team today from ESPN pointed out, They've been um, in Orlando for almost two weeks now, right? Yeah. And so they're they're settling in, and, and that was kind of frustrating here in the first half to me of, like, these guys have been, should be fully adapted to this environment. They're not playing terribly well. Um, but it, 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 you do wonder if, if part of that with Toronto is just they're a little angsty right now <laughs> with everything that's been going on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a difference between, like, being adapted to an environment, but it's it's still going to be hard, right? Like, I don't think – anyone is ever going to be really thrilled about playing in like 90 plus degree heat consistently. Um, But yeah, I think, I mean, Vanny was like very public about not even wanting to come down to the tournament. And I don't know that I've really considered like what that would have been like on the Toronto side. So you're right. I think all that frustration just kind of coming out on the field and kind of coming at DC United is the first game. Well, and I think that also gives even more props to DC United for the way they responded those last mm-hmm. 10 minutes after having played in that heat for 80 plus minutes plus warms up plus all the other things going on and to have the mentality to come in and get the job done. Those goals were not out running goals. They were not out fitness goals. They were they were mindset. They were saying, hey, you know, this is an opportunity. I need to take advantage of it. And they made it happen. So I've got to give credit to them for being up for it and, you know, pushing through the pain. It, it's it's hot down there, and they made it happen. Yeah, and it looks like uh, we've got DC United head coach Ben Olsen uh, ready to take the podium, so we'll flip back over there. Yeah, I, I would uh, – uh, I'd say certainly in the first half they were a much better team, <clears throat> uh, certainly with the ball. Uh, you know, we were passive defensively. Uh, we were comfortable, a little bit too comfortable in our shape, and uh, we, we weren't able to make them uncomfortable enough. And uh, it's a very good team where if they have time and space, uh, they're going to get look, good looks. Uh, saying that, the goals are very soft. Uh, you know, they didn't have uh, uh, that many great chances. Um, we had plenty of numbers around the ball in the first uh, for the first goal. And then the second one, we gift them. So uh, we find ourselves in a, a two zero hole. I thought we actually were playing ourselves into the game. Uh, uh, it was maybe a little nerves from the get go from our, our group. And again, as I said, we were passive. Um, so the, the red card changes, changes things for us. Uh, we regroup at the halftime and then I thought uh, as we made some subs, um, well, let me start the second half. I thought our, our, our shape down a man was very good. And 
Uh, we didn't want to get overextended. We wanted to pick and choose our spots to get back in the game, but not open up too much. I thought the team did a very good job with that and, and, and worked their tails off. And the subs gave us a, a real energy and uh, I really helped the game out. And again, con not conceding space, but also getting uh, pressure on them. And uh, the goal was well taken for Pipa. Very, very pleased for him. He's a guy that's been out for a year. Uh, so, uh, so, so happy for a guy like that when he comes back uh, and helps c uh, contribute to the, uh, to the draw. And uh, we've always been dangerous on set pieces and that's going to, continue to be a staple for for our group if we're going to have success and um, and then overall just a general you know gutsy performance and, and, and uh, from a, what I think is a mentally tough group it, it has not been an easy uh, 10 days uh, uh, 10 11 days uh, since we got here a lot of moving parts a lot of cancellations and, and games being moved so to get something out of that game uh, I think says a lot about our, our group. Yes, we can get better, uh, but this is a marathon, and the trick in these tournaments is to keep pushing um, and getting better throughout the tournament. Terrific. Thanks, Ben. Reminder for the group to raise your hand when you, if you have a question for him, and we will try to get to as many as we can for the 10 to 15 minutes that we have, Ben. We'll start with the first question. Steve Goff, Washington Post. Go right ahead. Hey, Ben. What, um, what impact did you want to see from those substitutes, um, particularly, uh, you know, the young guys like Paredes and Dewey Atsum, what, what do you think, how do you think they influenced the match, which otherwise was not going, you know, not going your way? Yeah, well, I, I didn't think the, you know, I, I know your tone, I just read your, your, your tone of the, the first half was, you know, I think it's fair. Um, it, it wasn't the, the greatest half, but I, I still think that uh, it wasn't, uh, we were playing ourselves into that match. Um, and uh, the, the subs, what they brought uh, to answer your question um, is uh, they, they, they had possessions in them, whether it was Yamil. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Um, I, I'll take them one by one. Y Yamil brought possessions and a little bit of savvy, and, and uh, whether it's connecting the game uh, and, and some much-needed possessions, uh, he also got fouled a few times. That's important when you're in those situations. His timing and, and change of pace defensively on making uh, their back line uncomfortable, uh, I thought, really helped us. And Kevin Paredes did the same. He, he had a a really good feel out there for uh, when to hold space, but also not being so passive and, and getting after them and making them uncomfortable. So both of those wide guys did a great job of that. Uh, Pipa's uh, uh, really understands um, uh, the game on, on both sides. He he's, doesn't get enough credit for his, his shape defensively. And I thought he came in and did a good job. Uh, obviously takes the goal very well. Um, Chris Adoy, he, he gives you juice, and, and, and he is a he's electric, and he's a he's a he's a damn good defender. So, um, you know, I, I thought the the entire group did a did a good job of again being compact to make sure you're not conceding anything, but also uh, being less passive than the 
the, the first half. And that was my problem in the first half. There just wasn't enough change of pace uh, on the defensive side to make them uh, uncomfortable. Thanks, Ben. Next question, I'll go to Pablo. Pablo, go right ahead. Hey, Ben. Um, it was a bit of a, a dust up there at the end, and uh, I was just on TFC's call, and uh, Michael Bradley was pretty um, blunt and said that it was obvious you guys may have felt a, a certain you know type of way about them um, potentially arriving late or not at all yesterday. I'm curious. Um, if you thought, you know, if you think any of that put any extra juice in this game, um, and if you have any other thoughts as far as you know the way yesterday's sort of no show may have may have affected today's performance. Uh, you know, it's no secret that uh, you know our boys were a little bit pissed off about uh, how this has all played out to get to this point. Um, but a lot of it's out of you know out of their control and out of our control, and we're kind of in this hotel together and we're eating next to them and we see each other 10 times a day for the last six, seven days. And we play a game. Uh, we're, we're at this resort. Uh, we've been locked, locked. We've been uh, not let out of our rooms for a, a day and a half because we had a, a COVID case. So listen, you know, emotions are high and uh, it's, it's, it wasn't surprising that there was a dust up. It didn't surprise me that it was a physical game and there was a red card. Uh, I think it was always going to uh, shake out that way. Uh, both sides, you know, uh, talking at each other. And again, that's okay. It's, it's, I, I think it, it it's done and, and it, um, it'll blow over and now we can kind of focus on uh, another team, which is nice. We've been essentially focused on Toronto uh, for, for two full weeks. So it'd be nice to kind of transfer our energy on uh, now New England and, and trying to get a win um, or, or the right result uh, going, going forward. But uh, li listen, I am extremely proud of the way our, our, our team dug in and found a, a point. Um, uh, and it has not been an easy road for them over the last 10 days here. Again, with all the twists and turns, for these guys to stay um, mentally tough during that time and then to not fold when it was 2-0 and you're down a man uh, in that heat, um, it, it, it shows, I think, um, the, the grit and the mentality of our team. Now we got to get better. We have to grow and, and get the soccer part better and find out who our best 11 is. Uh, that's on me and that's on uh, our players to play at their – at the, at, the, at the level they can. And I, I don't think from a soccer standpoint, we did that today, but it, it, when it comes to our mentality, uh, that can't be questioned right now. Thank you, Ben. Next question will come from Jason Anderson, Black and Red United. Jason, go ahead. Uh, hi, Ben, thanks for the, taking the time. Um, you mentioned a little bit about what Kevin Paredes brought to the game. Um, what has he been showing up until this point in training to to earn minutes in, in this kind of difficult circumstance? He, he's been showing us exactly what he, he um, showed today. He showed uh, a willingness to uh, run off the ball, uh, a, a grittiness, a fight, uh, a little bit of fire in his belly. He's got two older brothers and uh, he, he's, so, uh, he's, a, he's certainly a competitor. Uh, he, his understanding is his feel for the game defensively 
is is very good. You know, I, I thought the the spots he picked up. Uh, again, still protecting space and understanding we're down a man and that you got to do a lot of work, but also making them uncomfortable, their backs. That's a hard thing to do, to, to, um, and it takes feel. And you can't teach that feel. He has it. He understands, uh, again, both sides of the ball. He's, he's relentless. Um, he's fearless. And uh, I, I, think, uh, I, I think he's going to be a, a, a serious player for, for this team in the years to come. Thank you, Ben. Friendly reminder to raise your hand if you have a question for him. I see one more in the room right now. We'll go to you. Alonzo Contreras, Pulso Sports Network. You should be free to speak right now if you unmute yourself. Hi, Coach. Welcome back with Tank Man. My name is Alonzo from Aria Sport Network. Um, how will you evaluate Edison Flores' performance? Okay. Uh, wasn't spectacular by any means, but I, I don't think in the, in the first half we had anybody that was um, exceptional. And, but you can't also be exceptional by yourself. And we as a group have to make players uh, uh, better and, and, and make sure he's opportunities. Uh, he's still learning. He's still learning this league. And he's still learning the pace of it, and uh, he's still learning his teammates, and th that's that's a bunch of our guys. But uh, that that crew in the first half has to has to get better. Again, it was passive, uh, too many turnovers, a little anxious at times when we did get into the attack. It was one ball to try to finish them off rather than um, making the game a little bit more and and making them work and chewing their legs off. Uh, so. You know, across the board, I think we could have we could have been better, uh, especially on the offensive end. Great. We have time for one more question. We'll go to Franco Panizo, Soccer by Ives. Franco, you should be you should be free to speak. Thanks, Ben. Uh, ben, just two quick ones for you. I, I had some trouble here earlier, so I'm sure you, you touched on uh, Iguain, but if not, just wanted to ask you the impact he made off the bench. Um, is this the, the type of role you see? for him um, going forward. And the second one, um, Michael Bradley during, during his call uh, a few minutes ago said that the, the reason for the coming together, at least from, from Toronto's end, was a perception that you guys think they were maybe showing gamesmanship with the delay in the game by a day or um, coming in late to, to, to the bubble. Um, is, that, is that how you guys on DC felt about about the what has transpired over the last 24 36 hours um well yeah, yeah I, I i got your two questions um well uh, as far as the michael stuff i, yeah, I kind of already answered it uh so i don't want to kind of rehash it uh but it is uh we're, we're all going through this pandemic here and, and at a resort together and it's uh, it, there's, there's a lot of emotion going on right now and some of it's warranted some of it's just because of the situation we're in uh, you know, again, our players have been in their rooms for a day and a half because we couldn't go out, can't go outside. Uh, so there, there's, you know, it, it's a different time and it's a different, uh, different emotion and everybody goes about these games differently. And um, so I, I think it'll be squashed. Uh, we're happy we got something out of this game. And, and uh, I think it was emotional for them to uh, not get three points when a team was down 
found a man and, uh, you know, I credit our guys to come back and, and get something out of it. Uh, as far as PIPA, uh, it was just, it was a special moment for, um, for me and, and the team, you know, even though we've only been around him for, um, you know, a, a short amount of time, he is a big part of our team already. Uh, he, he's an older player that's been around and the guys have a lot of respect for him. Uh, he's a, 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 a really, uh, he's been a great teammate. He's been a great guy for me to um, have chats with on the side about our team and um, uh, whether it's tactics and, and his thoughts on the game because he's a, a very bright guy. And uh, for him to come in and uh, have that type of impact on our team is uh, it's a lot of fun as a coach to see. And I know he's happy and his family's happy that he's back after a, a long road uh, with the injury. What his role is with us, uh, that's obviously what you saw today, one, one role. But he's the type of talent as he gets fitter and um, more ingrained in this group, he might be a guy that now is hard to take off the field. And he has that ability, his tempo, the way he can pull the strings uh, is a, a important thing. And something, as, as you see today, we need it. You know, we, uh, we're still not connecting passes in the right way. We still are lacking a little bit of feel in, in how we build. And uh, part of that's uh, we're still a new team trying to figure out how we're going to go about the attacking side. Uh, part of it just, to me, it was just quality and individuals that was uh, was lacking at times, uh, but he's a guy that can can give us that. Uh, so we're looking forward to having him, and I'm glad he got his goal today. We'll see what what minutes he can handle throughout this tournament. That's DC United head coach Ben Olson, and uh, you know he talked a bit there about the role that Pippa Iguain has with this team. Um, I, we we've mentioned several times today uh, what Pippa thinks his role on the team is, and and just so excited uh, to to hear what what Benny had to say there, guys. What, what were your takeaways? I I just love Ben so much. <laughs> I love that he's very real when he talks about the first half, and you know that's not what we needed, and you know we weren't stringing the passes together. Um, he said no one is was exceptional in that yeah, first half. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I I just love how real he is because you know the we, we saw it. Everyone was watching the same game in which that was happening. Um, so I do love how real he is. And then you also kind of made a comment that we're like um, a Parida's like stand account right now because I did just love <laughs> hearing him. Uh, that was a great question, and I did love hearing him just talk about how what he's bringing to practice and you know how he could actually bring something to the team in this game. It wasn't necessarily just about like throwing him on to get minutes because it like a hopeless situation and that's what you do with the young kids um but he really thought that Paredes could bring something to this game and I mean we saw that he did so it was great to hear that from Ben himself no you're absolutely right you know that was one of the questions we asked earlier was hey you know Ben used five subs more than he's ever used before situation aside <laughs> uh, he clearly had something he was looking for from each of those players he talked about bringing on a side to bring get in more touches obviously Pippa would come in with the leadership and get that goal uh, there was clearly a mindset on okay this is how I'm going to tweak things uh, you know sometimes people will criticize Ben for not making enough in-game changes or adjusting tactically he made the changes today and it came off and we got the tie and if you had told me in the 44th minute that we were going to end this game with a tie, 
be overjoyed, and I'm overjoyed now. <laughs> and, and you would have said, stop it with that nonsense. There's no way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but one of the things that, that Ben was asked twice about there, I, you know, I saw it just before we went to, to his press conference. So I, I had a feeling it would come up, and it was Pablo Maurer that asked the question also from The Athletic. But um, I, I, Michael Bradley's specific quote, I mean, he, he was acknowledging that DC United feel that uh, you know, Toronto FC are cheating the system by showing up to the previous game late and some of the things that happened yesterday. Bradley said that, quote, that couldn't obviously be further from the truth and added that prudence and caution have to come first right now. Um, we talked about it in our second segment today, what all of that could have meant for Toronto and, and, and how that could have played in. But um, Coach Olsen didn't didn't back down from it at all. He openly admitted that, that emotions are running high and some guys are a little pissed off right now. And, and what uh, – what do you guys make of that? I mean, I was very vocal yesterday. I did think it was interesting that Toronto didn't show up to the game. I have a hard time imagining that Toronto had any information that DC United didn't. All of that saying, obviously, like the health of the players comes first. And like if not playing yesterday was the right call and if this game had had to be rescheduled further on, obviously, you know, that is the most important thing. Thankfully, both of those positive tests have come back negative since. Um, so that is really good to hear. But again, I just think it's interesting that Toronto would have been told that the game's not being played. Y'all can stay home. And D.C. was at the field warming up. Um, I understand why the players would be frustrated. Um, But from what I saw, though, it kind of looked like Toronto was coming at the D.C. United players. It didn't really look like the D.C. United players were trying to start anything. They were happy with their point and walking away. So it's interesting to me that Toronto and Michael Bradley kind of had that opinion i mean i'm sure it was fueled by the fact that they had just dropped three points but that says a lot to me yeah you know i think again we're, we're here in dc we're not on the ground in orlando we don't know the ins and outs of who knew what when and what's going on all we can do is speculate from the outside but you know for us you know, we see that they've got a protocol in place you see a team that you know showed up ready to play a game follow the protocol <laughs> you know it was ready to go and you know, it, it's part of the nature of this tournament is you're going to have to be ready to adjust on things that happen. You know, we've had teams that have left the tournament. We've had games get rescheduled. We've had games move around for something as comparatively simple as weather. Uh, so there are all sorts of things that come in when you're trying to play a lot of games in a short period of time. Today, DC United adjusted. They you know, did what they needed to do. They got a point, uh, and that's really the final word on it. Yeah, and, and speaking of the protocol, our protocol here on Tried and True is to hand out a man of the match, which we haven't <laughs> done in about three months, and it was uh, it was, it was going to be an interesting choice for a long time. Uh, yeah. I think it still is. Sam, I'll put you on the spot. Who do you got? Well, first, I think it's like worth mentioning that DC United um, and ESPN both gave it to Briant, which um, like shouts to him as we mentioned, he did um, you know admit to his mistake in his post game press conference, and he did come back with that amazing equalizing header. Um, I think though, like it was, I think the turning point happened when Iguane came on and I think that, you know, the energy he brought, um, to the game, you know, the leadership he brought, you know, we don't hear all the conversations he probably had, but it, it looks like the play was uplifted a little bit. And then again, just his calm, cool, collected, amazing goal. Um, I, that's who I would give it to. I'd probably shout like pray to second because he also had, you know, a pretty good first ever game. He brought a really good energy. But Iguain's my my man. Michael Black. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I can't find fault in uh, giving Peppa the man of the match. He you know came on, got a goal within two or three minutes of being on the field. That's always challenging as you're trying to settle in. Like I said, he had 15 minutes to make an impact, and well, boy, did he. So 
you know, and you don't get this one one or this two two result without Pippa getting that goal and early enough to get a second one going. The mentality he brought, he was you know on fire, ready to go. Yeah, and I think for me, I, I I've got to agree with you guys. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, with Pippa Iguain as well as as the man of the match. Um, it looked like we were gonna be joined uh, here on the, on the press conference by by Pippa Iguain, but he has disappeared from the view. So uh, we'll <laughs> oh, here he oh, is. and he's live. <laughs> Not is back home. How are you? Can you hear me? Hi, how are you? Good. Awesome. Yes, I do. Great. Pippa, we will take some questions from the media. Um, we'll start with Stephen Goff, okay. Washington Post. Steve, go ahead. Pippa, when, when you came into the game, what made you believe there was still hope for your team? The game of the game of football, you know, football always give you the opportunity to to score a goal. Uh, even it can be as happened in the in the first goal or or in the second goal, as set pieces, you know. That is what happened normally in football. Uh, fortunately, it happened today uh, with us. Thank you, Pipa. Next question, Pablo from the Athletic. Pablo, go ahead. Uh, Pipa, thanks for taking the time to do this. I, I wonder if you can um, uh, describe for me a little bit what your experience has been like over the past couple of months um, coming to New Club, obviously commuting, you know, uh, your, your commute has been crazy. It's been, you've been, you know, rehabbing for an, from an injury. Obviously now you have to be, you're taking part in this tournament, which is sort of unprecedented in MLS history. Um, how have the past months been for you? Um, how have you been adjusting? Of course, this is a difficult, a difficult moment for for everybody, you know. Uh, but uh, overall, all is good. The the staff coach, the medical staff, my teammates, they welcome me very well. So I'm I'm really happy to be here. Thank you, Pipa. Next question, Jason Anderson, Black and Red United. Jason, go right ahead. Hi, Pipa. Thanks for taking the time. Um, have you you've seen a lot in your career um have you seen anything quite like the circumstances of this the postponements and then coming back while down 10 in the humidity do you have anything like that that you can remember <laughs> no i don't know i don't know but uh again i'm happy you know i'm happy to be back on the field it was a long wait for me plus the the COVID, so like I said before, a very difficult moment for, for everybody. But uh, I'm back on the field. And uh, I know this is the first step of my recovery. Uh, I got to keep working. And I, and I will do it because I, I want to play as long as possible because this is the game what I love. Thanks, Pipa. Next question, Jose Umana, the Sports Pulse and WTOP. Jose, go ahead. Hey, people. Uh, quick question. Um, during that goal play, what did you see out of the goalkeeper that allowed you to come up with that shot? And um, how good does it feel to have scored that goal in such a moment in your first match of this year? I think it was uh, a great tackle by Russell, amazing ball by Felipe. He put me in a very good situation. And at the moment I faced the goalkeeper, I knew the distance between between him and I uh, 
will give me the opportunity to chip it. So I'm confident of my game. My teammates trust on me, and that's why I tried that shot. Uh, it was a good goal. Um, it was a good goal that uh, helped us to believe that we can take the game. Thank you, Pipa. Next question, Franco Panizo. Franco, go ahead. Thanks. Can I ask in Spanish? Is, is that okay? Yo creo que fue importante, sobre todo porque hoy jugamos contra, en mi opinión, uno de los mejores equipos de la liga. Eh, en unas condiciones climáticas difíciles, con un jugador menos. Eh, y claro que es importante porque te da la, ese envión anímico para poder pelear el partido, sabiendo que el fútbol siempre te da una oportunidad más. Afortunadamente tuvimos esa última oportunidad y, y Fred pudo convertir en una pelota parada, eh, pudimos convertir y empatar el, el partido, que fue difícil para nosotros. Great, thank you. We have enough time for a couple more questions. We'll go to Alonso Contreras. Alonso, go ahead. Hola, Pipa, ¿qué tal? Buenas. Uh, Alonso de Aries por Network. Mira, hablabas sobre el fútbol. Es, es, y eso es lo lindo del fútbol, ¿no? El que no siempre tiene la posesión del balón es el que va a ganar, sino el que concreta sus oportunidades. ¿Crees que ese fue el motor de que DC United siga atacando, buscando el empate? Y obvio, ¿en qué momento tú decidiste aquí la gol de sombrerito? <risa> Creo que, 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 que todos los equipos después de convertir un gol tienen esos minutos en los cuales creen que, que pueden convertir el segundo gol. Eh, a nosotros nos pasó, siento que nos pasó eso hoy, eh, que anímicamente nos dio esa fuerza para ir a buscar con lo, que, con lo último que teníamos. Eh, en un partido muy difícil con un jugador menos eh, ese empate que, que por suerte se nos dio ¿no? fue un partido muy difícil para mis compañeros eh, por el clima por el jugador menos y la verdad que la, la forma en que ellos pelearon fue, fue muy lindo de ver eh, y después bueno como dije antes eh, había varias maneras de definir pero creo que que la manera en que, en que pude convertir el gol eh, Sentía que tenía la posibilidad de hacer eso y por suerte entró. Así que muy feliz. Great, thank you. Next question will come from John Rojas. John, go ahead. Thank you. I'm going to ask in Spanish too. Uh, Pipa, eh, qué bueno verte de nuevo disfrutando. Y gracias por el Gracias. gracias. Cuando miras atrás, cuando miras todas las dificultades, la lesión y obviamente todas las circunstancias que están pasando hoy, eh, ves que juegas tus primeros minutos de vuelta y conviertes, ¿qué es lo primero que se te viene a la cabeza? Nada, todo el trabajo, en los momentos difíciles, eh, mi familia, mi mujer, mis hijos, mis padres en Argentina, mis hermanos, eh, la incertidumbre de no saber cómo uno va a salir de esta situación, y, y bueno, afortunadamente... Se me cruzó en el camino un club como DC United que me dio la posibilidad, 
tanto como su dirigencia, eh, su cuerpo técnico, mis compañeros, han confiado en mí, me han dado la posibilidad. Y bueno, es lo que, lo que uno ama, lo que uno hizo toda la vida y lo que uno quiere, quiere seguir haciendo. La verdad que mi, mis sensaciones son las mismas que tenía antes de debutar eh, oficialmente como profesional. Esa sensación de, de intentar volver a poder hacerlo, esa sensación de, de jugar en primera división. Y, y nada, tengo que seguir trabajando, pero soy muy agradecido. En principio a mi mujer, a mis hijos, a mi familia en Argentina, a mis amigos y a, y a DC United que me da esta posibilidad. Desde su dueño hasta mis compañeros que, que me han recibido de la mejor forma. Great. One last question. We'll go to René Vidal. René, go ahead. ¿Cómo estás, Pipa? Un saludo acá desde Seattle. Eh, un golazo, ¿eh? el que debe estar en la Juventus eres tú, creo. Eh, mira, mi pregunta es bien sencilla. Eh, ¿Cómo ves, cómo vistes a Edison Flores, su performance en los primeros 45 minutos del partido? La verdad que es, es un partido difícil. No era un partido fácil. Eh, Edison seguramente necesitará su tiempo para conocer la liga. Eh, pero hoy enfrentamos a un buen equipo de fútbol. Nosotros sabíamos antes de jugar un equipo que viene jugando hace tiempo junto, que tiene una idea de juego eh, y no iba a ser un encuentro fácil. Además, por, por, las, por las situaciones climáticas, hace mucho calor, muchísimo calor. Eh, y bueno, después de un, con un hombre menos también se hace un poco más difícil. Eh, pero creo que, que, que en líneas generales eh, eh, sabemos que podemos mejorar y, y vamos a buscar mejorarlo lo antes posible. Thank you, Pipa. That's DC United's Pippa Iguain, whose goal sparked the comeback, uh, which resulted in a 2-2 draw in DC United's first Group C match here in the MLS's back tournament. Uh, we're winding things down on the show here. It was great to hear Pippa talk about uh, the great ball that was from Felipe. And, of course, we talked earlier about how Felipe was probably fortunate to still have been on the field to deliver that ball. But uh, things worked themselves out, and it's a 2-2 draw uh, for the black and red in their Group C opener. Um, so we've, we've awarded uh, men of the match. We've now got to look forward to the next game, um, which as is tradition, has been rescheduled. Uh, but really to our benefit here, Friday night on ESPN proper against the New England Revolution, who are coming off of uh, what a 1-0 victory um, over yeah. the impact. So as, as all games in these group stages are a critical one for the black and red, but you know, three points on Friday would really cement them in a, in a great spot to, to go through. Yeah, um, and we do have a fan question here um, from Josh on YouTube. He asked a little bit ago, um, with Moreno being out for the next game, do you think we're going to see Canals move to his natural D mid position and potentially Fisher or Odietza moving to right back? What do you all think about that? No, I think that's almost exactly what you'll expect. You know, yeah. Fortunately, of the positions we've got on this team, I'd say winger and D mid is where you could you know, manage to fill in as you need to. And fortunately, we didn't lose two defensive midfielders today. Yeah. As we I very also, well could have. like, I don't... MLS has a history of right going back and like suspending players, so I think that we're potentially not out of the woods yet. I just do want to throw out there. Yeah, I don't know how often you see extended suspensions for multiple yellows because none of those tackles was to the point that I think they would go back and award a red directly for that. But 
again, this is MLS. They can pretty much do whatever they want MLS to. MLS is back, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would expect to see Canals uh, move to the middle. I would expect to see probably Fisher in at the right, uh, and they'll go from there. I think they'll both get minutes. Uh, I think both Adriasen, who played today, and, and uh, Fisher, who, who got in as well, I, I expect them to both um, you know get some minutes there. I think that Fisher definitely provides more of an attacking option. You know, prior to his um, injury, he really went down the flank for us. You know, you frequently saw him at, like, the opposing team's touchline. Um, so I think he does bring that. If we are going to go to try to go more defensive against New England, you could almost make the argument that, like, you start Odietzim and then Fisher comes on halfway through. I mean, you know, we've talked about you saw the energy that Egwene was able to bring as coming being brought on as a late sub so potentially Fisher does bring that for us um yeah we'll you see. Know, like you said you know dealing with the conditions today we didn't have any players go down with injuries that we saw uh it's going to be a tight timeline to turn around for New England on Friday I for one would love to see us beat a Bruce Arena team uh particularly after some of his comments visiting uh Audi Field last year I'd love to show him that DC United's traditions alive and well and see us bring home those three points and really set up a great position for the last group game yeah and having watched that game you know new england was the better team of new england montreal but i don't think that they um i don't think that they had a performance on the field that makes me think that dc united can't come and be a real competitor against them yeah and just just to wrap things up uh, around the dmv we've actually got our other partner teams uh in action here uh Loudoun united uh monday they're they're away to hartford in their first game back uh that's monday july 20th so a week from today and of course the washington spirit we've been tracking uh through the nwsl yep. challenge cup sam reminds me weekly when i almost forget <laughs> and i apologize spirit fans that's not intentional um but they're currently sitting second in that table which is awesome the goal differential is not great but we should be seeing what in the coming days uh what what the bracket will look like uh for the knockout stage there yeah i, b- I believe there are just a couple games to wrap up um but yeah we should we should be seeing that soon um, news literally broke live that um, Andy Sullivan is out. She tore her meniscus, so um, we'll probably be seeing some changes for the Spirit. Um, and they've they've definitely been a lot of fun to watch. They're another team um, in the district. You know, they have a lot of really young players um, that last season they couldn't really bring together. They just needed to get some experience. You know, get to know each other a little bit. But you're starting to see them a little bit in the NWSL tournament. So it'll be fun to see them continue. And we will continue uh, this show on Friday night uh, after DC United take on the New England Revolution. That game kicks off sometime after 8 p.m. Who knows exactly? Probably <laughs> 8.26 or something. And, and you'll see us around uh, 10 minutes or so after the final whistle to do this again. This has been so much fun and so different than what we've done for the past several yeah. months, guys. Um, it's so great to be back. And um, a couple shout-outs I want to give here before we wrap up. Um, Joshua Morgan, who obviously couldn't be here today, has put in a ton of work uh, over the past couple of weeks for our slick new uh, audiovisual work here. Yeah, uh, everything cool looks graphics. great. Yeah. Um, and we also really appreciate uh, the access from the team um, to t- be able to air the press conferences live today. We hope that's something that you all appreciate and have enjoyed. Please let us know your thoughts um, on how that went. And um, on a personal note, happy birthday to, uh, to Abby, my girlfriend, <laughs> who has put up with several DC United events on her birthday, yeah. including the Audi Field opener two years ago um and of course this game getting moved today so uh, happy birthday abs um any final comments guys before we call it a wrap happy birthday abby um i'm I'm just still stoked i think i'm going to be riding this high throughout the week that we were able to get that point i'm really excited for friday to see how that continues i have never been more excited for a draw and 
hopefully this is just a sign of more things to come. <laughs> MLS is back. Thanks for joining us uh, today on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken. And we will talk to you guys on Friday night.